Pickaxe. This is the mailbag special number three. Um, that's the that's a perfect intro, by the way, because I think well, it should be really low key. <laughs> the mailbag. Okay, no, you're right. Welcome back to the We're mailbag. We're all So yeah. th- if you're hearing this, it's one of us is either somewhere, and that means that there's no podcast. But this is so this is recorded in advance. But yeah, it doesn't matter because it's already old emails. None of it's timely because most of it is to deal with people's stories from being a kid. <laughs> And somehow visiting a strip club as well. Oh, we doing a mailbag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, low key AF. Mm. Oh, just like oh, I got a I'm nice. Just... Uh, you know what I'm enjoying this morning? After well, I had to go do some um, some some uh, time sensitive dad chores today because mm. our Tommy Tippy perfect prep machine uh that we use to make um uh bottles for the baby the filter is due to be changed so i had to we had to run out and get a new filter and while i was there i got some diapers perfect prep machine yeah yeah look it up tommy tippy perfect prep uh bottle (laughs) making machine holy shit it's a life t-i-p-p-e-e i I believe yes that's that's exactly the one tommy tippy Tippy. it annoys me he sounds like a 1930s vaudeville comedian and now, yeah, the you... comedy stylings of Tommy Tippy. Oi, oi, yes. governor! I'm in a band belt. In a Tommy Tippy is, uh, is, is, is deploying his Tupperware sippy cup uh, for all to enjoy. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Up yeah, yours! It's like a, kind of a travelling salesman would walk from door to door. Hey, yeah. man, I'm Tommy Tippy. Look at that. <laughs> so you, uh, you got any babies King of in the there? Road. You got any babies? Get out of here. <laughs> I got, a I got of some brushes. Tupperware for those babies. You guys need any sippy cups around here? <laughs> hey, kid, uh, you want to see a sippy cup? No. <laughs> I got a sippy cup that'll really make you fly. <laughs> Yo, we found a sippy cup down by the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, so the, well, it's a it's a great machine. It's nice. It does. It's got uh, hot shot technology. I don't know if you guys are really into like uh, formula fed babies. What, is, but, what um, does that mean? Is that for when your baby needs like an espresso? It you, it's, uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a shot of scalding hot water to uh, kill the germs that may be present in powdered formula so you so the idea is that like the perfect prep machine will start by deploying one hot shot of like uh really really hot water like it this it coils it up and just like makes makes like it's like an ounce of super hot water and then you add however many measures of formula you need to to the hot water stir it up a little bit press the button again and then it tops it up with cold water right because the germs will be dead by then so the rest of the bottle uh, with with colder water would be the right. And temp. then uh, and then when you mix it all up, it's perfect mm. uh, temperature to drink. It's getting a baby. bit like some kind of NASA control system now, the whole hot shot. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Launching though, stage I mean, three, like, hot shot deployed. With, uh, with, What's the, with my uh, son, we had to do the milk. old, um, you Deploy know, yeah, we, we had to boil up Deploy water nipple. and and um and then sit it in a, a pan with cold water to cool it down and shit like that. And it just took forever, you know, like 
He wants well, he wants know, a bottle re- and then you, two hours before he wants one. I yeah. guess you know, like, because that emits a, a sh- hot shot of uh, scalding hot liquid. <laughs> well, it's not not really though. It's it, it's mm. very different, but mm, um, yes. So anyway, so I went and got that, and then I had to, and then while I was there, you know, as you do, I just ended up getting a bunch of other shit too. And I had to do all that within 45 minutes of us starting this. So mm. I just oh. want you guys to know how committed I am. Yeah, great. You know, I'm no, out there thanks. running around town, doing all this shit, getting back here more or less on time. Well, this is a bit late. Even Sorry. the normal trifles day. You know, we don't normally record today. Well, congratulations, like Sips. You really taken one for the team here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the viewers I'm... are fucking grateful. <laughs> Thanks for the recognition. That's uh, what I live for. It's my life force. Uh, when you guys recognize mm-hmm. how much of a contributor I am, yeah, um, it just makes me feel yeah. so good. Hi, so. Triforce. I recently graduated in geography from the University of Portsmouth. Fucking hell, poor bastard. Anyway, here's a follow-up <laughs> on our saltwater email from episode 216. This is all about the thermohaline circulation, brackets THC, which is the active ingredient in weed. Dude, THC, dude, 420! <laughs> so hard, the THC, what's the THC count on this weed? Dude? You've got my full attention, I love weed! I love weed, dude, so cool. <laughs> the Earth's oceans, and it works like a conveyor belt of moisture and warmth from the equator to the north. That's why the south of England is warm, compared to Canada and Russia, even though they're all on similar latitudes. However, the THC could stop due to global warming as the ice melt causes the saltiness to decrease, thus no salt water sinking and no movement of water from north to south. This could ultimately cause a runaway albedo effect and potentially cause an ice age. <gasps> Jesus. Oh my God. I've seen it's that cartoon hell. and it is rough. This guy so... works at the printers for eight hours. This is it. Got a graduate in geography from the University of Portsmouth, knows about thermohyaline circulation, works at a fucking printers. Sorry, Tom. Is that the... Is that the bloody 2022, one? everybody? Yeah. Was it 28 days later? What's the movie where the, the Ice Age comes down and it gets all cold? It's not I think it's actually called later. Ice Age, and with the uh, with the, the voice talent of Ray Romano, uh, I'm amongst a, I'm others. A mammoth. Oh, no, not come on, I'm a mammoth now. <laughs> not that one. There's a movie where it gets cold. Oh, jeez, Deb. My wife. I'm a sucks. mammoth. I hate my wife. Honey. I'm abusive. <laughs> <laughs> I I could I've never seen that movie, but I I can recognize the voice of uh, Ray Romano. Characters. Ray yeah. Romano. Ray Ray Romano from the Bronx. Yeah, from um, from Long from Island. Old, um, everyone loves him, don't they? That's right. Well, God, they love him. God, I've well, had a, I've had so an email, he says. I've had an email from someone who claims that they're still a fan of Chairman Mao. Holy shit! Yeah, okay. I, I'm not reading this. Okay. <laughs> He's not okay. going to get into debunking any of the usual anti-communist talking points. Right. Okay. okay. All right. That's Have good fun. Good stuff. In Put that in the bin. Red devil, you. Try uh. first. Oh, here's one about the little red hen. <laughs> oh, this God, is come from, on. from Tanner. Do you remember I went off about the little red hen? Yes. yes and it being it being a, a massive a whole thing. capitalist propaganda. I should follow the, the teachings of Chairman Mao, apparently, because you're either one thing or the other now. You're either a rampant capitalist or you're a uh, or a, a terrible communist, I guess. I could be either. But anyway, greetings from Seattle. I've been catching up with some of the old Triforces, blah, 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 during this episode, Little Red. Yeah, I don't need this fucking setup. Just get into it. I thought Pirin's take on the meaning of the story was pretty bad. I'm surprised, oh. surprised. <laughs> he omitted the most important part of the story. 
The fact the little red hen asked the other animals for help at every stage of the bread making process, but they refused. That's the point, Tanner. That's the whole point. Wait, the, let me get the, this the, straight. The poor I little didn't... red hen, aka the factory owner, the person who owns the means of production, she just wants you to help her out and she'll give you an equal share of the bread. That's the propaganda. You're missing my point, brother. You didn't listen, did you? That the little red hen is this benevolent force. She owns the factory. Oh, I just want to help and share with everybody. Fuck off. And the reason they don't take the work? Oh, well, they're too lazy. That's why they don't work. That's my point. You mm -hmm. have missed the point. I have not missed the point. You have missed the point. Carry, carry on. Okay. Um, I, no. Do you know what? You've addressed everything I was going to ask, actually. Uh, me yeah. too. Uh, I, I would listen to that one minute rant. 60 times oh, uh, well. if this mailbag episode was just you <laughs> crushing crushing uh, tanner. Crushing. Viewers. Seattle. go back to seattle <laughs> what's his name tanner? tanner tanner from seattle yeah does he know jim gahooly um <laughs> dale chihuly sorry <laughs> yeah dale J Boba, dale. Boba knows but baber baber knows Boba. Joe, jim joe chihuly <laughs> joe 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 <laughs> chihuly oh man poor guy you can never get his name right Oh, great art he's though. got an eye patch he does yeah he fucking does man don't and we mess speculated with that was related to a hot glass but i don't think it was i think it was unrelated yeah um, holy shit someone's written a script for us as if we were noam chomsky and and me and sips and lewis debating noam chomsky for some reason you guys you guys have <laughs> a very hell? high you think we're really smart, don't you? I'm no, flattered, they, but... No, they don't. I'm they flattered don't. and all equally annoyed as well. Uh, Noam Chomsky flat... is like a fucking intellectual of our time, isn't he? He's still going. He's like a he's genuine old, yeah. he's philosopher like... of... Yeah, he is. He's actually... I've watched yeah, some of his stuff uh... on, uh, on YouTube, and I'm lost after I've... five minutes. So... Yeah, I'm completely gone. It's, he's um, he's someone who is is, is a brain. Yeah. He's, a, he's a he's a brainy for like, sure. Have you know, have you ever seen ones where he makes like a joke and the audience laughs? He makes a joke, but it'll be something like some some joke that you'd only get if you were some kind of philosopher, economist, genius, and the audience is like, <laughs> I mean, fuck it, hell, I'd just be in the audience looking around trying to make myself as small as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good good one. No. Oh, that's me. Yeah, if I'm around, if if somebody like uh, who <laughs> is one, is no. a lot smarter than me is talking and people start laughing, that's my cue. I I will join in and laugh too. Like well, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on, so yeah. I just need to make sure that at least I'm pretending to fit in. Well, know? that's my job in this podcast is to sycophantically laugh every time you guys say anything. No, I don't think that's marginally your job. funny. You're, no, I don't, I don't think that's your job. You don't no, have I'm, to I'm, do that. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I'm used to it. You don't, you like, don't he's, you know, he's accepted ever, that role. Don't ever diminish all of the contributions that we all make to the podcast. It wouldn't work. Yeah. If you take away one side of the triangle, what are you left with? Just a big V. And yeah. No, that's no good. That side of the triangle is uh, it exists for a reason. Being awkward to your personal trainer. <laughs> we um, need this. Just chips. Having having questionable view, questionable views on oh, <laughs> retail establishments I, and stuff okay that's weird because you you're think holding of each down of us, on one of the power the power corners there i th i think of us as the corners of the triangle joined together by the line so no. if, if one of us was removed yes no. it would just be a straight line the, the triforce is no. three three triangles three of power that form to make one very powerful triangle, right? right? That's exactly. But I see us as the points of the... No, we're not the, the points. The, the, imagine, the if tips. You, okay. imagine if you took three triangles and lined them up, all right? So take... No, the, I, I can no, see no. that. Yeah, imagine no. two triangles in Visualize your mind, it. Right? 
I you am. use your mental visualization skills or a piece of paper and a pencil. Draw two triangles side by side. Now put a third on top. In the middle, the triforce is formed. The central, yes. the, the negative space of the th between the three triangles is the triforce, because this is just a negative oh, space. No, that's the void where all of the, uh, the solved mysteries go. But that is so, triforce. So when you so take when away one of the triangles, of course, all the mysteries escape. And see, when we're working through all of these anymore. problems um, in real time on the podcast, and then we solve them, which we often do, because oh, we're pretty indeed, smart guys. Um, it's a case closed, put yeah. the stamp on, boom, Bam. into the void. Job done. Next, Filed please. away. We put exactly. it in our little Wicked. pipe, boom, and it shoots off towards Triforce <laughs> Central. Exactly. And they file Thank it. you for explaining. I feel, feel more comfortable now. All right, let me just be right back. You carry on. Be right back. Okay. All right. Uh, hit me with another one. Can right. I just say as well, the mailbag could be a bit better. That so far has not been great. I'm sorry. I mean, we I'm need just... some. We need some better. We need some better mails. I know. I'm working through these. Okay. The, our viewers, the reason they listen to the podcast, because they can't come up with anything good to think of themselves. They need us to right. do that for them. So right. we shouldn't really expect them to be good at emails. Anyway, here we go. No. Hi, fellas. Oi, mate. Josh here from Australia. Long time, I first time writer. Just wanted to say a massive thank you and pitch you a quick question. This is genuinely the best podcast. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. He wants to know. Uh, what made you start the podcast and why is it still going? Um, that's a good question. What made us start the podcast? I we've, think we just done thought that it would be, yeah. we were, we were doing, we were playing games and stuff together, right? The three of us, we, would we were do doing like... the team double dragon, which became team triple dragon when I shoehorned my way in. Yes. Uh, of course, because I, I just force you guys to, to allow me yes. to be part of these things, uh, using threats of violence, intimidation and blackmail. Uh, hey, you, you don't you you don't get unless you try. Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta you gotta stab your way in there, right? You you, you you can't win the game if you're not playing the game or something like that. I don't know. You don't anyway. you miss a hundred percent of the podcast slots you don't apply for. Uh, exactly. We were, yeah, we were doing that, and then I think we realized that we don't actually like playing games together because we really have quite different ideas of what games we enjoy. Um, yes. And then we said, well, why don't we just do a podcast? I think Lewis probably suggested it. And we were like, yeah, all right. Uh, and it's much easier. And we can, we just have to record audio because that was a big yeah. problem for me was recording footage. Yes. It always fucked up. And I would put it in the wrong place, it'd be the wrong format, or I'd fucking press the wrong button. It was, I'm a technical disaster. So yeah. we just like, let's just do this. You could just fucking record your audio in Audacity, job done. Yeah. It was, it was weird because at the time, I don't think we really thought too much about it it just seemed like a fun thing to do but like like a lot of things in life i don't know if you can relate to this but it uh it was easy to do but enjoyable as well and i it's it's never been for me it's never been something like oh fuck you know i gotta do that this yeah, week or whatever never. It's, it's always just been like yeah i'm just i'm ready to go yeah catch up with the guys and see what's going on 100%. and uh and i think that's why it's kept going because none of us actually find it uh, to be you know, like a pain a or a, uh, an overhead or anything like that. We just all like doing it. We have a time to do it. We can plan things around that time that we always do it. And man, we've we've recorded a lot of them too. We right? have. Like we're well into the two hundreds. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think that's. I think it's probably the longest I've ever kept anything going. Really, like, uh, and and I don't even really think about it much. You know, yeah. like it's just one of those naturally fun things to do that we just. 
kind of do all the time you know what as well i think assuming that youtube never goes away in 30 years time or whatever we you could fire up an old triforce and think god listen to me back when i was holy crap 30 something i I didn't know what i was talking about now that i'm uh, 75 (laughs) years old (laughs) and now back on my 40 year old self and i think geez could have done things a little different there buckaroo maybe maybe better but i'll probably not actually i'm perfect so you know, it's uh, we were just talking about um, uh, one of the the mailbag question, Lewis, because you missed it. Was um, what made you start uh, doing this podcast, and what keeps you still doing it? And we said um, that it's just fun, and 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't say I, effortless. I don't remember, and but, I don't know. But it's it's one of those so. things where it's not um, it's not it's not a pain in the ass to do, right? Yeah, it's just you know we 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 sort of plan our weeks around it and stuff, and we we cover for. If we're away, sometimes I don't and, have many friends. It's easy. It's it's, it's, it's nice easy, fun, people. laid back um, talking, right? Which yeah, I, I like talk to it. myself a lot, but I don't talk to other people. We do it for your often. mental health. Yeah. Yes, it's your, for me. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you'd be driven completely mad. I know Pflex has to go and um, oh no, so Mrs F is coming home. Uh, she's been away for a week. When the doorbell goes, I'll run down, okay. give her a quick smooch, and say I love you, and then run back upstairs. Right. Tell her, tell her I love her as well. I'll tell her while you're at it. Thanks, Lewis. Is there anything much. you'd like me to pass on to her? Oh no, just uh, just a nod of respect. Okay, for <laughs> nods respect. Quiet, quiet, quiet nod. <laughs> just tip your fedora. For I'll give me. her an asterisk. <laughs> nods respectfully. <laughs> oh man, yeah, God, this is not? such a long email, Katie. This is a really long email. General ramblings post episode 222. Triforce, cosplay, Lord of the Rings, and thanks. Look, this is great. You've got five pictures, five photos attached to this. I'm just saying. Five pictures of what? Cosplay. Oh, right. Is this like a PhD study? Download and save these. No, I'm only kidding. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's a lot of, a lot of reading here. Uh, but basically stuff about the competitive cosplay scene, because I said I don't know if it's competitive or if they just want to turn up. Um, oh, I'm sure it is. It, a lot of this stuff is relative, though. If you're in, in the scene, your perception of it will be a lot different, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we don't we don't know anything about it, so we just assume that it's just a bunch of people having fun well, or whatever. You but can obviously, people take prizes, it very seriously, right? and there is competitions yeah. and shit, for so sure. Got... And some people could launch their career off the back of it. There's yeah. plenty yeah. of cosplayers um... that are very, very big and, and then go to Twitch streams and stuff like that, because I know, I know quite a few people who've done that. Uh, anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. ESL apparently is an entirely craftsmanship-based competition where craftsmanship is normally composed of a range of accuracy to reference, quality of execution, difficulty, and well, this range is of English techniques. as a second language. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Many UK and the international Euro- European ESL have driving a license. performance element where you'll have 90 to 120 seconds to deliver an entertaining and understandable skit to the audience, which mm. is also judged. Right. Uh, so that can involve 3D printing, wig styling, casting, and more. Thank you, Katie. Very, very long email. I can't read it all out. I apologize. This is from Jonas. Hello. This is regarding Sips's state-of-the-art peg leg from episode 223. Do you remember that? Okay. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> is this when I referred to a peg leg as a state-of-the-art peg leg? I think so. Yes. I hope this isn't going to be negative blowback because no, I can't is, take it. this is positive. <laughs> I'm a I nurse. can't handle it. I'm a nurse right, working right. in physical rehabilitation and from time to time with amputees in various degrees, and I can confirm that it is not as simple as fixing a titanium bolt to the extremity in question. The bolt needs time to create a strong bond so that it can carry yes. the weight. 
I, the well, I, I imagine your body works very hard to reject the bolt. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't understand what this bolt is. Why it, you're a bolt on my leg? You're not. Yeah. You're not part of my no, club. Not my leg. My leg is not a bolt. <laughs> my leg is a leg. Where's my leg? What well, I would like to ask is how Can much of a sense Jonas of humor. Finish? Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh, look, for a second. Sorry. Okay. Though, how much of a sense of humor do these folks have? Because. I'm sure they they some of them would might want a peg leg or a hook or some kind of looking weird looking the double you know, hands like, for their pirate cosplay. Yeah. You know, they want to win that competition is what I'm saying. I feel and like so, it'll vary. Some people it'll hit them real hard and uh like Lieutenant Dan for example. Um, right. They just they won't get over it. Yeah. it. They'll be so fucking pissed embittered. about the whole thing. And then other people will be embrace it. Well, I say embrace it. Obviously, you'll always feel a little bit like, fuck, this sucks. But, you know, it's not even making the most of it. I think it's just kind of accepting it. I think if, if you were you in know, a terrible trying to have accident, a good a good humor about right, it, but or equally, I think if you were in a if you'd lost your leg in some terrible accident or because of a grenade or something like that, or yeah. you know, you'd be thinking, Christ, at least I'm alive. Like, but if it was some virus that you got from some minor operation, you'd think, well, what's the what? This fucking sucks. Like, the, the your perception of the luck involved varies from, at least I'm still alive. I lost the leg, but whew, could have been the rest of me. So yeah. you're absolutely it depends right. how it's close it's also you got came to death. on the person. Oh, of course. Right? Like, like I think that people's outlook on things varies massively. Like when I was watching this um this documentary about the doctor, the, the fertility doctor, who basically ran out of spunk, so he just gave his own spunk to all of these. What women. a nice guy. Is that um, the, how this story is meant to end? That we're meant to say no. what a good guy? So it, it turns out that obviously he did this in the sort of 70s oh, and ended up then. with hundreds of children. Okay, like Barney Gumbel. So, you know, the basically he was one of these early pioneers of fertility doctors back before they were sperm donors. And he was supposed to be getting all of his sperm from medical students, but he just couldn't be asked or whatever reason or well, they weren't available. Not being or funny, but he's a doctor. You know, most yeah. people should be happy to get some doctor's sperm, not some fucking student. Oh. Some greasy, yeah, but well, I mean, some greasy geography student in Portsmouth then now works in a printer's. That's a throwback to earlier in the episode, a callback. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, well, I don't think so, his sperm would probably be fine too, you know? Because, I mean, just because he works at a printer's, it doesn't make his sperm any less valuable. I'm just he's, saying, still, he's put in the work, he's qualified. Right, he just but, happens to have a shitty job but, off the back of it. But If you think about when people go to get sperm, they go through a fucking catalogue. And they're, if, they're, if they're trying for a baby... And they want the good sperm. They'll think, let's get. It's basically like Tinder, but for spunk. Right. So they're going through uh -huh. looking for the hottest, most qualified, rich guy. Get his sperm because that'll mean our baby will likely be successful. They're going to pick uh, a doctor or some shit. This guy was. This really guy was ahead that. of the curve. Yeah. You so you're Wayne and Wayne Edda. And uh, and you get doctor sperm, and you think your baby's not going to turn out to be like you? I mean, well, come on. Why aren't you a, a doctor yet? Oh, yeah, I mean, come be, on. Be a doctor. We got that good spunk from that doctor at this fucking surgery. Wayne and Wayne Be a doctor, little shit. Go on. I don't know if anybody will even get that reference. I think that's from Harry Enfield, isn't it? It is, yeah. Or the Fast Show, possibly? Yeah, their what was their baby called? Can you remember? Wayne and Wayne had a slob, and they had the baby had a big two-liter bottle of Coke all and the And what time, was the remember? name of the baby? Fuck, I can't remember. Frog Miller. Frog <laughs> Now I remember Frog Miller. Right, so here's a question for you. Talking, we just mentioned uh, uh, fucking Forrest Gump, right? And yeah. Lieutenant Dan. What happened to Gary Sinai's or Gary Sinise? What happened he's, to his career? He, man? 
he's uh he is a big philanthropist um if you look him up he does a lot of uh charitable he work does, apparently he does he does a lot for, but here's my question. i believe it's for war amps isn't it or, or did, maybe it's for he something did a else? bunch of things in the 2000s then it seems like he did csi miami and csi new york he basically did csi for 10 years yeah, which is right. This is a uh, it's a pretty good gig though. T- I mean, that's when TV really exploded, right? That this like CSI was he a was really Mac. big. He was Mac. Yeah, but he was Mac. He was in, Mac on he CSI. Was in so many movies. He was in Forrest Gump, Apollo Thirteen, Quick and the Dead, Ransom, yes. Snake yeah. Eyes, Green Mile, Mission yeah. to Mars, uh, and then it's yeah. It but you know what happens? Up. You get into a routine, and this CSI had it had like twenty four episodes per season. He was doing it for yeah, ten years. Yeah, 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 just yeah, absorbed yeah. his whole fucking. It was exhausting. But no, I think he does tons of charity stuff like i because I, I was reading about him just for for no reason recently uh it just so happens but yeah i yeah, think he's, he's got still a, he's got um i think called the lieutenant dan band which is a cover band is that like the spider-man and, yeah, band he anyone did, remember uh, the spider-man band anyone from bournemouth out there listening remember the spider-man no band? idea what that I don't, is i don't remember but he oh. his, his, like his, his character was um very popular from Forrest Gump with uh, with with war vets who had had amputations and stuff like that because right. of his depiction mm. of that character. And a lot of them, you know, would would come up to him and be like, oh, you know, thanks for thanks for portraying that uh, in the way that you did or whatever. I found it helpful and stuff like that. And I think this happened so often that basically he set up sort of a charitable foundation to to help these people out kind of went on the road to visit people in hospitals and stuff like that. And I think he's he's just been doing that uh, since, but then, you know, with like TV that shows and acting awesome. and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely on, on CSI. He seems I mean, like, I, I mean, what? you never know, but he seems like a, like a legitimately like a nice really guy. nice sure. guy. Yeah. Before we carry on, though, I just wanted to, the reason I was talking about that doctor was that um, obviously what happened was the reason he got caught was because people started doing these DNA tests and 23andMe and stuff, and they would go on there and it would turn out that they had... 59 siblings or whatever or 67 siblings that they didn't know about and right. of course um they could all get in contact with each other and a lot of them they traced it all felt... back to dr spunk some of them <laughs> some of them some of them were, were obviously very like okay sure look you know my parents wanted a baby they had a baby they were happy for a long long time and everything was fine you know there, there was no real harm done here but some people were very obviously and, and rightly so very upset that he had kind of lied and not not sort of provided this I think part of the problem was that as as these children were getting older they were they were starting to and the reason they were doing this 23 and me sort of testing was to look mm. at their genetic di- susceptibility to disease you know and so these days you know it is important to know what your lineage is because it might make you more prone to heart or you know butt cancer or god knows what yeah. right so you have to like you know know about this stuff and I think that uh, a couple of people were incredibly, um, violently angry about this, and yes. really, and what one of the, one of his kids really took it upon herself to be this kind of campaigner to get him um, in trouble somehow, and they, they looked a lot at like how they could um, how they could prosecute him, but there really just wasn't any way to do it because he kind of wasn't doing, you know, it was very much. It was anyway, a, it an ethical seem, concern rather than an illegal. It was it was a very strange thing, but anyway, she. But I think when you looked at the, the spectrum of children, I think some people did have, like you said, PFLEX earlier, where some people just looked at it differently and were like, yeah, you know, so what? Like, you know, I'm glad to be here. My parents were fine. We were all fine. Nothing really bad happened. And other people are like, my whole life is a lie. Um, everything is is built on a lie. Uh, 
I've, this guy's ruined my life, and they've really let it ruin their life as God. well and made it like an awful cause. So, and what happens is, is that <laughs> I got the impression from the documentary that whenever a new sibling was found, this woman rings them up and instantly gives them her side and her angle on it, which is that it was a terrible thing and it's now ruined your life and your life is ruined from now on and Jeez. it really upsets everyone. Yeah, that's sad. And, 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 and the, there's, no, there's no alternative, right? There's no guy who rings up the sibling and it's like, hey, look, there's this crazy one who really wants this to be the worst thing in the world and has ruined her life and is going to ruin your life with this. So just to let you know that maybe you should just take a more positive outlook on this thing because, yeah. you know... You're not going to be able to change it. Yeah, and he's you not going to go to prison. Are. You can't. You and... can't let this thing ruin your life. I mean, geez, come on. Yeah, and and you know what? You've actually and it just focused. It dwelled really on the negatives mm. of this rather than the positives, which is that all these guys get an extra sibling and this whole community of people who vaguely look like them. Anyway, just just quickly going back to the Spider-Man band because they're one of my favorite thing. One of my favorite sure. memories as a kid. They're still going. If you Google Spider-Man Band in quotes, you'll see pictures of the Spider-Man Band. It's just a band. They operate seemingly in the south of England, mainly around Dorset. And they just go, they're a carnival band. So if there's oh, yeah, a, a Born with Carnival Spider-Man yeah. Band tw 2019. Yeah, so they'll just go around. It's a bunch of lads dressed as Spider-Man. Some of them have got beer guts. Some of them are, are very tall. Some of them are quite short with glasses on and stuff. And they just, it's like a band. It's like, a, you know, a marching band. Man, but they oh, all man. dress as Spider-Man. When I was a kid, this was the most exciting thing I'd ever seen because I loved Spider-Man, I still do. And I was like, I cannot believe there is a Spider-Man band. Like I thought they were somehow associated with Marvel and Spider-Man. Well, this is, Just I'm a bunch sure, of this is why I'm saying, I'm sure it's gonna be been shut down. No, it's time. We, we got, um, we got locally, we have a, uh, we have two, two groups of enthusiasts, one around Star Wars and one around Ghostbusters. And anytime there's anything like, uh, like a street party, or like um, during the summer, they do like Battle of Flowers, yeah, like yeah. a big parade and stuff like that. These guys are always there. And, and sometimes they even turn up to like corporate events and stuff. But it's just a bunch of guys who dress up with like, they got really, really great Stormtrooper costumes and all sorts of different ones, right? Like they got like First Order ones, mm. the speeder bike ones. Uh, there's like, I, I'm pretty sure there was like a uh, Emperor's Imperial Guard, like the red one. Um, there was a pilot one, you know, like, uh, you mm. like the, the Darth Vader ish looking costume, but it's like for TIE fighter pilots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the pipes. So, and, the and they, and, but they all have the voice change modulator in there and everything. So like they're walking around, they're like sector clear and stuff like that. And the, <laughs> the kids love it. It's hilarious. Um, and then they got ghostbusters as well. Um, they've got, they got like a van done up like the Ecto one and they turn up and they have all the, all the gear and everything. And they pretend like they're going to be busting some ghosts and stuff that's awesome yeah i, I i'm just I always, looking at this i always oh find God. it interesting that like that when people find their thing and that's their thing you know what i mean like it's it's not for I me i would that. never do that that's what these guys are i'm glad that I'm watching exist. like a little video yeah. of this yeah, now and it's just a bunch of guys with beer guts and the, the, i mean the spider-man suit is not no they're not revealing they're not great. <laughs> yeah they are very revealing yeah <laughs> and so it's a lot of, you know, slightly middle-aged men. And it, it's it's slightly terrifying because the masks kind of have this big gap for their mouths. <laughs> there's a kid um, in my there's a kid yeah. in my grade one class who dressed up as Spider-Man for Halloween one year. He came to school. We had to wear our our, our, our costumes to school. He came to school and uh the the pants didn't fit very well so you could see exposed his tidy whities and every once in a while like if he bent over you could see the crack of his ass which was like 
kind of immersion breaking, right? Like, yeah. Real Spider-Man, really, really you would never get was, any of that. I really like, believed he was Spider-Man there for a yeah. second until I saw his yeah. ass. I, I guess at a certain point, they realized that the Spider-Man mask looked really fucking weird when it had a mouth. Yes. Um, and ever, uh, for a long time, they haven't they haven't included the mouth on anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But these ones do have that. Yeah. As well, a result, got they got to because they're real people, not, nightmarish. not cartoon characters, I guess. I guess right. he rolls up the mask, doesn't he, normally? Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Jonas's email from 10 minutes ago. He says the most common practice for, for uh, peg legs is uh, to shape the stump as it heals from the amputation with a liner, and then later you use that to wear the prosthesis. Anyway, end. That's the end of that okay, one. Okay, well, nice. That's good. Well, thanks very Just much. Just to for round that. it out. Wow, yeah, this I mean, is it's... an essay, a literal essay that will not be getting read out from uh what is Matty, it relating Matty to o. is it uh, I, I'll, I'll correcting read you, you on something no i'll read you a, a subject ncis the tv show ncis is better than game of thrones right a response okay. to your slander of the hit american tv show ncis 100 <laughs> episodes ago oh my god an essay for that it is like seven or eight paragraphs right uh, a, a, i mean here's a summary that being said, Gibbs is a classic American character. His character is symbolic in a way that I think any American, especially if you have an older family that served in the military, can relate to in some way. Lots of spelling mistakes in here, lots of grammatical errors. Uh, that's pretty much uh, the way it goes. Uh, Matty, oh, I'm glad you're delighted at this Simpletons TV show, NCIS. Um, so en enjoy. It's, uh, so I'm just looking your, at this. Your email a, is never Is that the one well. that Gary Sinise was in? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, right. Related. Similar, it's the Navy crime scene investigation, isn't it? So it's like on, it's like military, like themed or focused, right? I've, I've watched a few episodes, I'm sure. So this is the rating graph for uh, NCIS. I've just posted it in chat. And uh, I can post you the rating graph for Game of Thrones. Now, I think on average, Game of Thrones is actually more because every episode of Game of Thrones is higher apart from the last season. Yeah. So like every episode of Game of Thrones is higher than almost every episode of NCIS. And NCIS apparently does have some real stinkers, but nothing as stinky as the last season right. of Game of Thrones. The, and the last season, so, the 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 thing with the last season of Game of Thrones that people didn't like was the 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 urgency of it, right? It, it, and in in the sense that they would skip a vast amount of time very quickly and nonchalantly right they traveled Just, su suddenly yes. traveling all over they would the fucking travel place very no far problem. very quickly yeah. just because they were just so desperate to wrap up the uh the show that, that and also characters stopped making decisions in line with everything we'd seen in the previous right. series and the way That's they right. were people suddenly, didn't have their there was no consistency they just there was huge problems yeah obviously but but I'm, I'm not saying that either's better but according to this on average uh, the average rating of an NCIS episode is 8 out of 10, and it's very consistent. NCIS. NCIS, whereas the average episode of Game of Thrones is 8.8. .8. Right. Um, but either way, I'm saying I've watched yeah. NCIS, and it's garbage, and it's a show for simpletons. So. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that, well, that's that. Into the void with that one. Case closed. <laughs> you won't believe this, but my name uh -huh. is actually Colin, and I'm a stripper who works as a part-time filer, and I also have two peg legs. That's Colin. AKA right. Chris, making a funny. Uh, this is some <laughs> trivia about sunburn. Sunburn, as you pointed out, are caused by a UV radiation from the sun rather than the high temperature that causes a thermal burn. The reason we get a burn is due to DNA damage of our cells. Yeah, like 20 people have emailed me this, Chris. Uh, we don't really care. There's another one, second and third degree sunburn. Are you a, are you a dermatologist? Fishing. This is from Morton. 
Um, okay. In the Team No Fear episode, I spoke about being sunburned from a cool May sun, uh, and this has happened to them as well. I had a yeah. terrifyingly blistering scalp. Um, so oh. a few episodes ago, you spoke briefly about magnet fishing. I don't remember. Yeah, it's all over the TikToks. Okay. You can't, you can't stop. Well, like, so the, like, person, the, like the little oh, kids where they game fish stuff out. No, they fish stuff out of a river with a magnet, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, the, this is Morton's hobby. People in the local Facebook group have caught guns, rifles, I suppose they're different from guns, grenades, World War II items, I'm guessing that would be guns, rifles, or grenades, safes, knives, and tons of ammunition. How are you pulling a safe out of a river with a magnet? Get real here. (laughs) I caught a shopping cart with a coin still inside. Wow! He caught a shopping cart and the coin was still in it. Bikes what kind of what kind of string metal. are you using? Like I, I'm I'm just imagining you like a little bit of sewing thread with a magnet like attached to it. Like what are you using? Like some like some no 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 fucking it's like titanium fucking... wire or it's some shit. Okay, yeah. So it's either a uh, electromagnet, okay, where they have uh, the wire is actually the power cable built in, and so it's the right. whole wow. reinforced chain power cable. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a very strong neodymium magnet on a on a on a bit of rope um, but like those, a magnet why, why aren't the police using these things then because like every time i see the police they, they got the scuba gear on and they're like they're combing the river and stuff they're not looking for a robot they're no, looking they, for they're a looking body for, and shit yeah but they're looking for guns too right like there's always uh, a true. gun thrown in the river get the yeah. fucking magnet out like get these the guys seem mag- to have a good success rate with this stuff. i think a lot of guns aren't Magnet. I think contracted are plastic, right? I think they they, there's metal, metal in them. They do have metal in them. They have also, to have also, also, here's how the case would go down. Well, we dredged the lake, Chief. Here's what we found. Well, it looks like the murder weapon was a bicycle or a shopping cart. Yeah, this is a tough one. That's why you can't do it. The shopping cart still has got a coin in it. Still got a coin in it. It's uh, that coin. Gibbs, so, Gibbs are walking. I, I know how to do this. Morton said Naval crime scene intelligence. If you remember the uh, the hit 90s movie In the Line of Fire starring Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich, yeah. one of the big problems with John Malkovich attempting to assassinate the president was uh, having a weapon that could uh that could spoof the metal detectors. The he made many it metal himself detectors. out of resin, didn't he? He made, he made it out of gun, resin yeah. and stuff. But he really struggled to uh, find a blueprint that didn't include any metal whatsoever. Do you, you know remember. what I've done for my country? Some pretty fucking horrible things. I think you owe me some goddamn respect. That movie. Yeah. Yes, that's oh, the yeah. one. And then, it, and then it turns the, out the coin, that when, when Clint Eastwood gets into the line of fire, the thing that saves him <gasps> The is door! A, a Bible, or is it his badge on his heart? He's got to go. I love how P Flex was so excited about that coin coming Why out of the shop. Why is his wife trolley. ringing the doorbell? Like, uh, was she like a guest? I don't know. I guess she didn't bring her keys. That's weird. Maybe it's not even his wife. You Maybe don't take it's just, your keys um... when you go away, like on vacation. Like, I always take my keys. Maybe you don't want to lose them. I always I don't just know. think, like, what if I get back and nobody's home? I got to let myself in. Yeah, but I mean, you're only going to let yourself back in. But they knew he was going to be up. What else is he doing? Well, I mean, come on, he's a busy guy, he's a man about town, you know, he's a, he's out there in Twickers, like, you know, he's got his pimp cane, and he's going Twickers. around to the to the local butchers, and Mr. Butcher, and he's going to the bakery every day and stuff. Like he's watching he could be the out. Spider-Man band doing their march with all their guts Hell out. Oh yeah, he could, be, he could be doing anything. I mean, he's got two, he's got two kids to look after and stuff, it's crazy. Who? I got five kids to, f- you have. What do you mean? Oh, we were just, uh, we were just wondering why Sorry, your wife rings just... the doorbell, uh, yeah. She never takes her fucking key. Right. Uh, I would like to do that on the fucking record for the millionth time. 
If so, you leave the, the way, house, take a key. I don't care if I'm home. I might be taking a poo. I, I, I love that this guy sent you a picture <laughs> of the coin yes. from the shopping trolley. He sent me a picture like with the coin. Like it was some fucking Viking horde or <laughs> Roman like, coin. Has he got it in one of those like plastic boxes and it's like verified? No, no, he's still you know? got it in the little part of the shopping trolley. So he's taken oh, it. Well, you can't get that out no. until you return the trolley. Exactly. So it's useless. It's a, it's a really gonna... rusted looking 10 kroner coin. You can just see the, the nub of it. Uh, here's one oh from Ethan. God. Weird jobs. This email is a resend according to your new rules. <laughs> Thank you. <Ethan. laughs> nice. Holy crap. Appreciate the appreciate you. Good afternoon. I hope this email finds you well. My name is Ethan, and something I hear you guys often talk about in the podcast is weird jobs, such as people who file. I thought you and the gang would find it interesting that I listen to you guys while building guns. This nice. might come as a surprise to you, but I live in the United States. My official job title is gunsmith. Gunsmith. Well, this might spark some interesting conversation. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. By the way, I won't oh. be offended if you guys are critical of my job and gun culture as a whole. No, now I, mean... I got that subject out of the way, I just want to say I love the podcast. Thank you. I, I think. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I come from a country where hunting is is a big is a big deal, and there's enough guns around that and stuff. And it's it's whatever. But like, I think if you can do that, if you if you are a gunsmith, that's your job title, and you know how to make guns and stuff like that. I I I feel like. I feel like that's that that's pretty cool, actually. Like, and it is a little bit weird too. I don't think I've ever met somebody who um, who does a job like that. Mm. But there's yeah, there's there's obviously it's... like uh, a place for for somebody with those skills, right? Like, I mean, there are professions that rely on on weapons. You know, some people need them for like pest control. Uh, well, some people so, need I them for all sorts of reasons. Of the, right? I don't think him being some sort of conscientious projector and not making guns would would change anything. No, no, you know, I don't think. I think it's part. Of, it's it's a necessary skill, and it's probably quite a rare one. I, and also an old one. I imagine people have been making guns and smithing them since colonial times. Um, well, of course they have. How, I don't know to what extent gunsmithing is now done by individuals i guess it's maybe repairs and yeah. things like this as opposed to or just just knowledge of all the different ones i guess is that a thing in, in the us them? i've never considered it like uh, like is there would you take your gun in to get it repaired because i'm sure they break like they jam yeah, up and break and stuff like, where, like where do you take that just back to the shop that you got it at and they can repair it or what because like a, i wonder if it's like an iphone what do you, you just know? chuck it in the river and go buy a new one <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what this this uh, is the best email i've ever received okay okay we're we moving on yes we're moving on from gunsmithing i yes. could talk about this for ages but Th we this won't. is Sorry. from ross okay uh, who apparently what, works if no works at forbidden planet all right listen to me not sure if you saw my previous email, but I'm a huge fan of the Triforce on the Oxcast, and I was messaging about Brian Boland. Brian Boland was one of the great Judge Dredd artists, right? Right. Seminal work. He came in for a signing at Forbidden Planet, but sadly you were casting Dota stuff at the same time. I went ahead and got a copy of the Judge Dredd Apex Edition signed for you, as I know you're a big fan of classic comics, Holy and Mr. Boland, I've attached shit. a photo, and he can post it. Tom! I mean, Ross, <laughs> please, yes. <laughs> Tom, Tom. Now, I'm, reading, I'm reading another email at the same time. Ross, please send that to the Yogg's offices. I'd be so happy. Send it to Yogg's Oh, my God. 
You're like in a room with papers strewn around you, like a like one of those crazy rooms. He's like, Tom! Ross! Steve! Yes! Barry! He's throwing them Help! up. Help! Yes, no, very much. Please, yes, yes, please. Thank you, God. Brian Bolland. Oh, Holy God. God. That would be an absolute amazing nice. thing to get. What a nice thing to do. I love Forbidden nice Planet. My, that is my eldest daughter's favorite shop in the entire universe. I take her there every time we're in central London. She's like, Man, I thought planet. this was I thought this was gonna be like a like a sex-related thing. When you said Forbidden Planet, I thought, oh, wait for it this is no like, it's like a, a comic shop. store it's the comic shop and not just comics it does a bunch of other stuff but it's, oh, it's okay. my favorite shop in london there's one in bristol yeah it's good it's, one here. the one in london is like three floors and shit it's it's amazing um anyway it's, uh, it's very cool it's nerd heaven yeah well, i always go yeah talk amongst yourself for, for a second to, to find a good email yeah i would imagine most of the guns are just made by like you know in in, in industrial scale but there are people crafting like special ones for shooting and stuff. You know, maybe like people commission a specific like component to, to for their sport or something. You know, or to shoot around corners. I don't know what people do with guns. Well, <laughs> I think here's like, one from not... from Ethan, who who he says name's Ethan. Is and this the gunsmith the... again? No, I work in the U.S. Navy. He's based in Japan. Right. I've been listening to oh, the shit. podcast for what maybe years, and I want to thank you for this the is, hours of entertainment. This is weird. I don't know if I don't know if I like hearing that all of our listeners are professional people. Military. Like I listen. Like... I listen to the Triforce podcast every day while the ship is at sea, usually during cleaning stations, which is a thirty-minute to hour-long period every morning where he has to clear rooms and hallways and shit like that. Right. And uh, it keeps his sanity while he lives on a ship for months at a time with three thousand stinky sailors and marines. Three thousand. Yeah, that's a big ship. That's fucking Holy huge. Crap. That's out there to you know, in case the the the, the Chinese army and navy get all get all cray cray. So uh, good luck, brother. Wow, yeah, good luck. Holy crap, man! Lots of lots of emails about how dangerous. Job. And I'm yeah, glad it's it not out. me. Jesus Christ! Damn right. So th this is uh, can can people stop sending me emails with the title? Tony sent me one here. Slaughter at the amusement park. Can we chill? I get it. Occasionally people die on roller coasters. My point wasn't. I've got like 10 of these. My point was not that nobody dies on them. My point was it's still super rare. And people it, are sending me videos of people getting decapitated. People are sending yeah, me pictures. Yeah, yeah. It I is get pretty it. rare. It, you when can you also think of the find a lot of car of people, crashes. Yeah. That's the, my point. Anyway. You feel, when you think of the volume of people that go through these places, it is... It is I relatively rare, yeah. That sounds like a great like point and click haunted adventure, you know, slaughter at the amusement park. I would love to see I would love to play that. Yeah, it game, sounds like a know? campaign scenario for Left for Dead. Like uh that, that would be what <laughs> oh, it would be called. That's right. right? Like it does. Going around some abandoned horror horror amusement park with loads of yeah. clowns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, loads of zombies dressed up as clowns. Because of course you would You're just right. end up in that place, like and no nowhere else. You wouldn't just be like in a city all the time. No, you would end up going to all these interesting places during a Through zombie the tunnel of love. apocalypse. Of course yeah. you would. Yeah. Well, we got you an email go here. This is from Wanis. Uh, I think they're probably Dutch, uh, so it might be Vanis. Uh, how have you spelled it? W. How have I spelled it? I didn't write the email, Lewis. Vanis did. Okay. He's writing emails okay. to himself now. I knew it. W a n n e s. It might be Vanis. Okay. It might be Wans. Anyway, hey Wans. guys, long time listener here. I've been a long time fan of the podcast, listening to them as they come out. And no, I am listening to the old ones as I'm walking with twenty kilogram backpack all the way from Lansing in Cornwall <laughs> to John O'Groats in Northern Scotland. 
As I will be passing Bristol in a few days, I thought it would be fun to send you guys an email. So just in case you see some guy with a huge backpack awkwardly waving at you in the streets, yeah, that's me. Many thanks. <laughs> okay. And then he says in Dutch, ik heb een kleine piemel. Which means I have a tiny penis. Nice. Ik, ik heb een kleine piemel. Enjoy and, your yeah. trip to Bristol, man. You're going to have a fun time. Uh, hopefully you don't go during a massive heat wave, though. Like, wait for the weather to cool down a little bit. Oh, this they guy! This guy has yeah. sent me a key to a fucking game uh, using the Triforce Mail tag. Get nice. fucked! I ain't playing shit. Wow! No, no, that's good. That's a good idea. You know, that's, it does actually look pretty good. Oh, shit! This actually does look pretty good. But also, we're going to Holland um, or the Netherlands, wherever they call them, Dutchland. Uh, I'm not sure what its official name is, but we're going there for TwitchCon. Oh yeah, uh, in about. Couple months. Well, you this is a, this not is a couple game, of months. Uh, it's in like like two weeks or something, isn't it? Isn't it like uh, uh, like July? We'll have, or something? We'll have done it before this podcast comes out. Probably, this game yes. actually looks good. It's called We Are Who Are About to Die. It's a gladiator thing. Oh, he sent me a key. I'm just going to activate this. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah this does actually look quite good, Jordy. <laughs> it's got um, it's I've played it. It's like got really sort of mountain blade style combat control. Oh, yeah, yeah, that does look. He's a, that he's does interesting, look quite bants. He's an interesting um, fella. This is Nate from Utah. I'm a letter carrier. Wouldn't that just be a postman? Well, it depends. <laughs> like, uh, like, right. a, like a courier is kind of like a postman too, but it's like a bit different, right? So maybe a letter carrier is similar to that. Anyway, right? Oh my god! Guess what this one's about? <laughs> um, <laughs> correcting one of your bad takes. No. Um, uh, the bath plug story. No. Star Trek. No. I'm writing about oh. episode 223, Team No Fear. In Utah, there's a theme park called Lagoon. The rides there have had some problems with death. Yeah, I know! <laughs> Holy some shit. problems with death. That's such a nice way to put it. Problems with death. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, these are... The thing is, like... Uh, I mean, I don't go on these rides because not that I'm scared of dying. Like, I'd just be sick all the time or whatever. But, I mean, it's it, it's... It, I think it's going to happen, right? Like, uh, people it sounds fucking bad, die but... in like falling off a fucking es escalator. Yeah, people yeah. die in the, the shower. Yeah. They fall I don't on their bread it, knife. I, in I think the they do a pretty good job at keeping these things like we as safe as they are. But we, we've people fall off everything. You're, you're relying you on people it, not waving their arms where they're not supposed to and stuff like that. You know, like accidents are going to happen. You could literally type in like anything and then death, and there will be some <laughs> yeah. fucking story about some idiot dying there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, this is from a Sips. This is kind of directed uh, at you, sir. Uh oh. Um, in a pleasing way. Okay. Uh, good, good. In regards to this is your reference about people assuming where you were from based on your last name, Lovish. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 writer's uh, maiden name is Dubek. Right. Uh, which is a Polish name. It was Dubek. previously Dubek. D J B E K. Yeah. But when my ancestors made it to America, the Census Bureau heard it as Dubek and changed it. And uh, they always get asked. She always get asked, gets asked to learn how to speak Polish, but she doesn't. And she's never even been to Europe. Right. Uh, so there you go. It does happen. It and, happens uh, all been the time. A fan yeah. Since since Sips's Happy Wheels days. I don't know what that is, but that that's like a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Uh, do you know what? Actually, I, I played Happy Wheels on YouTube in 2011. It must have been no, no, 2012 mm. for Father's Day. I did a Father's Day special. So that's a long time ago. It's like 2012. Was that when? Was that when your first one? Yeah. 
was born. Yeah, 2011, oh December 2011. Wow. So I would have done was it on Father's the day, day of his 2012. Birth, you were playing Happy Wheels. No, on the day of his birth, um, uh, I came home that night. I left uh, my wife and child in the maternity ward safely. You cried. I came home and I played uh, <laughs> Open TTD on uh, on the Jingle oh. Jam with you. Oh shit! Uh, no. That's amazing. Wow, that is that is, that is nuts. That's this is a, this is an email from, from is, James. James uh, is a chemist and studied nanoscience in college. Listen to me, James. Do you honestly think we're going to take the ten minutes it would take to read this email? Please, please, <laughs> lads. What did I say last week? Concise emails only are going to get read. This is insane. What's the this TLDR? Fuck knows, dude. Here's a here's a, a clip. Um, UV rays come in two main types: UVA and UVB. It's like thermal radiation, uh, UVA, UVB, uh, skin cells, uh, big ones, genetic control apoptosis. I mean, big Christ. ones. Yeah, I like big ones. <laughs> this ain't yeah, getting you're red. Talking, it's too long. You're giving us too much credit again here, guys. We're stupid. We're, we're too dumb to read this stuff. Guess what? The next one is from Chris. Episode 223, we're talking about UV radiation. I work as a medical physicist with the NHS in Belfast. Another several paragraphs about x-rays chris god bless you thank you good work and everything here's another email about radiation i'm so I'm god we mustn't mention anything we can't talk about anything <laughs> what are you talking about if we talk it's about fine. it people end up this what makes me feel bad is that someone's taken the time to write this huge email incredibly detailed very interesting but it's just never going to get read. It's too long. I think the problem, no, the problem is, is that we're, I bet you what happened was we talked about the mailbag thing and then we talked about this. And then at yeah. the end of it, we were like, why not write in if you know the answer? Oh my God. And th that's what's happening. And now we're getting the no answers one's... and we don't like them. Uh... No one's replying to all of our interesting other things. It's just so it's long, all, It's dude. all science. What, like it's fucking all... crypto scams or whatever. Or, <laughs> crypto um, scams. What else do we talk about? Oh, I get emails about that. Pooping. Actually, crypto period is incredibly useful. Oh, blockchain, all that. <laughs> I just skim them. Um, oh. oh God, here's... Oh, this sounds like a, a dreadful idea, but this is from Alfie. Uh, you, why are you so miserable reading through these lovely things I, from our do audience? Do you want them? Do you want to get the Triforce mailbag? Well, no, I don't I, think well, so. I'm just saying, if you're going to take on the job, at least have a bit of positivity. I'm trying, Look, but give me some... We had a positive I, email. Yeah, I, read it need, out. I think we need a more positive mail maestro here. All right. Do, do you want me to do you want me to read you one and we can see how it goes? No, I don't. I want you to continue being the, the, exactly. the moderator. You need you're doing me. a great job. You don't like Sorry. me. You can, you can hate me all you like, but look, viewers... And well, fellow I'd... members of the Triforce included, you that. can hate me all you like, but you need me. You're fine. You need me. I am the I'd, JJ I'd Jameson of this podcast. You need me to edit this. Otherwise, the entire podcast would consist of me reading three emails because they're that long. I'd say you were at least as good as NCIS, if not Thank you. Better. So that's apparently one of the best TV shows ever made. It's really highly well, rated on IMDb. People who like it, they really like it. I think that's, that's the thing, though, right? I think it's very comforting and familiar and it's... Just thousands of episodes of the exact same shit with slightly different characters. Okay, you know? well, here's one. This is from Eli. Are you guys ready? This is this is the yes. kind of quality email that I like. It's, it's like two lines. Hello. <laughs> My wife and I are avid listeners of the Triforce podcast. We usually put it on as we clean the house. The past <laughs> episode to do with peg legs had her absolutely hysterical. You see, my dear wife is a double amputee at the hips. Fuck and me. Upon, and upon listening to the podcast, she yelled at me from downstairs, 
honey, that's it. I've got to get some pegs. So she's going to get peg legs based on what you said. This is what I'm talking about. They're state of the art nowadays. I don't know if you knew. You can get some real good ones, but... You just got to be aware I that sometimes that. your body needs some time to adjust to the new bolts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just be aware that the bolts. They might reject uh, the bolts. That's the only thing. They might reject the bolts. Oh. oh. That's so good. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's so appropriate. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Man. See, that's a good email, right? That's Here's great. another one. Triforce Disney injury. This is another oh, yeah. one about no Disney. Injuries. Okay, let's hear it. If it's a Disney injury, I, I want to hear it because I, I, I think that, right. that their whole fucking uh, morose setup for dealing with injury at Disney is so fascinating with the fucking underground tunnels for the ambulances. And right. the, really, well, and, then, and how the members of staff like just like. Uh, you know, like they got all those little like it, it looks like fucking, uh, you know, you know, little little hullabaloo's uh, hidey hole cave. But it's actually an entrance to the to the catacombs the, so that you can drag mm. like an incapacitated body down there for the ambulance and shit. I love that, man. I think I, it's I love so it fucking goofy, funny. Like, drags a I wish they would add shit hole. like that to Planet Coaster. You know, you could just have this like really fucking uh, like miserable, shitty um logistics level Creepy to costume it, you know? guy yeah, yeah. comes out and like drags a fucking unconscious the fucking hamburger is trying to <laughs> drag you away <laughs> so that nobody gets upset he's, he's like gesturing at like a princess <laughs> or whatever and, yeah and ray comes running over and or kylo red and like, like drags this guy unconsciously uh, down a hole oh, yeah. well this oh, is this I is from that. jesse hello Pyrian. my name is jesse i have a story about getting injured at disney world it wasn't as bad as losing an arm or a foot, but you might still find it interesting. When I was four, my family went to Disney. Being four and an idiot child, I was playing on a park bench outside Space Mountain. Right. I fell quite hard and broke my two front teeth. Jeez. What I was told oh. ensued was quite the scene. Moments after I fell and started bleeding and screaming, about half a dozen park employees came running from all sides. I was scooped up by a man. My mum was grabbed by the hand and we started sprinting to an emergency dentist hidden behind some shops. Yeah. They did a Whoa. they did a full x-ray, stopped the bleeding, determined I was okay, gave me a stuffed Donald Duck and we were on our way. My I grandfather told, told me later the bench and the surrounding area was cleaned by the rest of the staff within five minutes to the point you couldn't even tell. Yeah, of From course what I remember, they were dressed like normal park goers had backpacks on with emergency supplies and cleaning equipment it's so yeah it, it's Disney insane. probably wouldn't let people report anything bad oh, everything was free shit. as long as we didn't make a big deal about it exactly thanks for listening to my story from 20 years ago that i barely remember a man with a tiny penis jesse Thank there you, you go jesse. but that's that that's what they do though they they yeah. spend a ton of money because it's still less than they would have to spend on uh on lawsuits and stuff for people getting injured or, or whatever no, but, but uh, isn't that amazing though that that is so efficient and i mean they must have cameras and just all be really aware absolutely but yeah but super, it just shows as well because like, and you don't that. really consider this but you look around you see you see clearly members of staff but then amongst you as well they, and they just look like park goers there's like undercover members of staff for like emergencies and whatnot right like uh yeah i, I, yeah. I i'm assuming especially in the u.s right where um 
because it's like a, a big a big place with lots of people in it it's like it's probably part of their security and stuff as well right like probably i'm assuming i'm i'm saying especially in the u.s but i i'm i'm assuming that it's probably everywhere do you, do when you, you think remember about it. knocking your teeth out when you were a kid no i never i never, I never broke a bone i never same. lost a tooth nothing same. like i just yeah. played video oh, games it happened to me a couple times time. i fell off a, i was in it wasn't like it wasn't like a toys r us but i was in like a retail park with next to a Toys R Us, and I was in like the one next door, which, which was like sold beds and things. And I was I was playing around on this on this like bunk bed because I don't know I I had I, when I was a kid I really wanted a bunk bed for some reason because so it would be really nice to yeah you know, I think every kid likes sleep to on have the top a, bunk. likes a bunk bed and um and I think I fell off the top bunk and just knocked my whole front teeth out you know in the middle of this shop and obviously kids are. You know, I just obviously was was a little kid, and that um, happens all the time. <laughs> it's a little kid, yeah, yeah. but I think my parents were quite shocked about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember that very vividly. And I also remember, I remember I was playing once and I'm um, running around with some other kids, and I, I banged heads with some kids, and he, we we uh, we had like, our teeth like clashed, you know. And I was oh, like spitting out bits of teeth. Horrible, you know? Sound when you God. hear teeth hitting. Oh my Clog, god! Like clogging. And oh it, my gosh! Like yeah. I, I bang teeth with someone, and it rattles through your whole skull. Vibrates with that. Well, we, well I think we were young enough that the teeth were not like down. They, they just like, teeth. straight out. Yeah. You know, and so I think I ended up with some teeth in my mouth that were like I think I didn't god. know whether they were mine or his. Do you know what I mean? Oh my it was like, god! Oh, That's like some MMA words. shit. I don't know whose teeth they are, but <laughs> let's wrestle. Them out. Let's wrestle. Uh, this is this yeah. is uh, this is a really. This is quite an emotional email uh, from Alec. Oh my god, this is a fucking roller coaster. I'm, I'm like, it's like swinging me back and forth. I know. It's like TikTok of the fucking it's crazy. podcast. Get ready to get swung. Right. Uh, my name is Alec from the US. I've watched the Yogscast since I could even remember talking in games and media, and I've easily watched and listened to more Yogscast content than anything else. So thank you for that. I love wow. hearing you guys talk about random MacGuffins and making fun of the French. <laughs> right. I am a French Thai mix. As Dutch my, today. Yeah. We made fun of the Dutch I am today. A, a French well, Flax made fun of the Dutch I did. today. As, as my <laughs> yeah, grandfather not, not... on my father's Sorry. side emigrated here from France shortly after Vietnam, where he found uh, his grandmother. Uh, my other okay. grandmother on my mother's side that raised me since a toddler passed away last year due to, due to a surprising case of aggressive cancer. But through the dozens of hour-long car rides and sitting in hospitals, she always loved hearing the Triforce podcast and getting wow. a look into the group I've watched since she started raising me. Um, this, uh, this is not why I chose to read this out. She especially loves Pyrrhon and his sense of humor oh, and the way he go. looks at the world. You guys always kept her laughing, even oh when it was getting God. hard to think about laughing anymore. I owe you guys a lot and you'll never know it. Thank you for being the Yogscast and for being the Grandmas love you, P Flex. Well, turns I'm, out. I'm just old and irascible enough that old people will like me. So uh, thank yeah. you. You're starting to. And you're I'm, like I'm the you're, you're like the Werther's original of the group, like the. Well, the people old... like Werther's originals. I'm more like well, the Fox's Glassier yeah. Mint. Yeah. Like Nobody the... likes Fox's Glassier Mints, but old people still eat them. Yeah. Well, my grandma was French. Um, my nana. Your mayor, Mary. Your mayor, Mary. You mean? Yeah. Do not break your teeth again, Louis. How will you eat this pan of chocolate? <laughs> well, she she was called a a Agnes, which is a sort of French word, but obviously everyone just called her Anne because Agnes isn't really. Like, it's not these, a name you hear very often it. anymore. But I think what happened was it was World War World War One. Um, her her parents, her father, so my great grandfather was a was lorry driver 
in the war. Um, and he might have been World War Two. I think it was World War One though. And he so this, was, this was the generation removed from World War World War Two. I think she was born during World War Two. Anyway, um, World War One, lorry drive during the war, met this sort of French peasant uh, family, sort of became friends, you know, or friends inverted commas, you know, with one of the daughters, <laughs> and then uh, went back and forth from London to um, wow. to France a bit, and then eventually came back to London and and settled down. So yeah, I've got a French side, right? A little French side. Well, there, there might Louis be another even. reason. There might be another ex- explanation for why you are how you are, because this is from Cal. And they say okay. a possible explanation for Lewis's Lewisness. Right. Oh, right. Somebody's over figured the course, it out. They've cracked the they've code. Cracked the case. Uh, over the course of the Lewis podcast, there have been a lot of hilarious well, people stories. People have listened to a lot, so they could, you know, they might have figured people, it out. They, they've had a lot of things to analyze me. You know, well, a lot of time to here's analyze. Here's what they say. This is about your, as they put it, various foibles. I highly okay. suspect he may be on the spectrum of ADHD. Oh, right. People sure. focus on the H in ADHD far too much. It does not always present as hyperactivity. It can also primarily present as inattention. Uh, personally, this this Cal also has ADHD. They experience daydreaming, poor working memory, distractibility, a cluttered mind and racing thoughts, hypersensitivity to external stimuli, poor impulse control, and emotional regulation, and hyperfixations that they then get bored of very quickly. And they see a I lot of these just, in you with rambling anecdotes, self-reported messiness, frequent hobby switching, and of course, blurting out inappropriate things to his personal trainer. I think it is so, a part of being well, human, but more specifically, I think it's part of being a human with ADHD. <laughs> I think which it sounds like you that, have it. Uh, you got it. I think there's a good chance that I, I do have some neurodevelopmental <laughs> issues, but I don't know if... Um, I don't know if if it's ever. I think that, that that everyone is must be some. Everyone's brains are different, right? And I think you could probably classify everyone's brains as, as you know, every, everyone's differently levels What's of inattentiveness normal? or what is normal, care, you know, hyperactiveness or what you you know hyperactive brain. Yeah, like this as but what is normal? Restless. That's what I'm saying. Define exactly. It. Anyway, uh, Kel I'm... signs off by saying that they think they saw me in Twickenham recently. Uh, I was on my way to oh. teach a drum lesson, and the guy in the car behind me was vaping, bald, and had glasses on. Yeah, that's me then, isn't it? It probably was, to be fair. I I think there's um I think talking about this is is interesting, right? Because uh, you change as you grow. You know, I'm definitely more forgetful than I used to be, and I'm more I, I don't know. Sometimes I go through phases where I'm not I'm very quickly bored of stuff. Like at the moment, I'm struggling to like find a game I really like. But once I get into one, I'm fine. I think um, it's the same with TV shows. I'll like flick around and I'll get bored and lots of stuff. And I think partly it's just because I've seen a lot of shit before. Mm. I think as you get older, you're like, I've seen this, yeah. you know, I've seen. And they, and that's the problem with TV shows and movies too. Like they remake the same old fucking things. You know, Avatar was a remake of the fucking Dust with Wolves, which, you know, I even when I saw Avatar 20 years ago, I was like, I've seen this fucking movie. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to watch it he's again just, when he's it comes out in the next he's, two he's years' time. For a new you know thrill. I mean? like, fuck it. People are like, I, I think it's just old is it adds its own thing and then also as you get older you start to forget and then i guess it reverses and then you're like you just can keep watching the same shit over and over again because you've forgotten that you've seen it well um, i mean this is so- someone oliver's just sent me an incredibly old joke that's another thing you get older you've heard all these jokes yeah, so thank you oliver <laughs> yeah, go on then i'll listen you want to hear it, to it. Well, one yeah, day yeah. I, w- I was at the beach i was like swimming you know relaxing whatever and i noticed this woman she was lying somewhere away from me she had no arms and no legs uh before i could react to her limblessness i noticed a guy walking by and as he did the woman started to cry and the guy walked up and said what's wrong and she said through the tears i've never been hugged before so he picked her up and gave her a big hug put her back down 
As he started to walk okay. away, she started crying again. He said, what's wrong? She replied through even more tears. I've never been kissed before. So he picked her up and gave her a kiss and put her back down. Can you even see where this is I going? Know, I know yes. where this is going. You know exactly yeah. where it's going. So we all know where it's going. Yeah. Uh, these are old jokes, Oliver. These are old <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I, know, I know what happens, yeah. We all know do what happens. Do you want to do the rest of it? You, you can, can if you it. like. So uh, the, th the third... So, so you, she carries on crying, and then another guy comes back, and, and she's crying, and, and she says, says, what's wrong, what's wrong? She says, oh, I've never been fucked before. So he uh, buries her in the sand and says, well, you're fucked now, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Well, in this version, he throws her in the sea. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's... <laughs> and Sips has never heard that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? I think I have heard it, but it's one of those ones where, like, you just... Out of, out of respect for the uh, for the old for the old joke, you just got to laugh, right? You got to give it its due. I think this yeah, is uh, yeah. this is from Josh. Just quickly says, has anyone used their pizza oven since the last time we heard about it? <laughs> I don't have one. I don't have a pizza. I have has anyone used their I, pizza oven? I used oven? it once. It's really hard to get the temperature consistent, um, so we just gave up. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so I, it's one of those things we bought. We used it. it was like this is amazing. I'm never going to have pizza any other way ever again. And then we just haven't used it. Um, and then someone asked that I, I did. Uh, Josh asks, you mentioned a family history DNA test. I never told. Anyone the results apparently. Well, the results were super boring. It's just in, just Britain, like England, Scotland, Ireland. That's it. Yeah, that's my whole right. DNA history. So very boring. That's, that's, that's fine. I think that's, you that's know, nothing if, boring about that. You should be proud. There's no secret like stepbrothers or anything out there. Like no, 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 no missing siblings or, or um, you know, you weren't artificially inseminated. There's loads of people who are now. Like loads of people were, were given assistance. More and more, you know, as our, as um, as our, our as our as we age, you know, we we having kids later. Yeah, you know. So yeah. this uh, is uh, all... this is an email from James. Uh, please tell Sips that when he cried at the Gmail advert about the dad who sent an email to his unborn child that later up to, grew to read it. Yeah. That James then did this and has sent an email to his yet yeah, unborn child. You cried at the Gmail advert. Well, a, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I was like, I was talking yeah. about those. Um, I think it was on stream. It, I was. It caught him off guard. I was, yeah, I was probably. talking about like you know sometimes None you just cry when you hear music, and then sometimes very occasionally like uh, a commercial make you cry, or like you know watching a movie or whatever. There was other stuff probably there was, that day. There was that other stuff treat, that you know, day, and I just like, had like, like a like little. A, I, I could feel a little like a tear well it's like up. Like a comedy you know? show, right? Like a comedy show has a warm up act, you know, to get you get you yeah. ready for for laughing. Yeah. You know, the same way. Maybe he watched Titanic right before. Yeah. The Gmail yeah. advert. I'm I just hadn't you know, heard that story. That's quite sweet. Well, uh, you know this what is from, right. I'm a person. This is from <laughs> you are a person. This is talking about inattentive. That was like two episodes ago. I didn't notice. This is from Ben. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm a secondary school teacher at a school in Witten, which is right near me. It's the other side of the A316 from from Twickenham. Uh, in sure. reference to your daughter using T as slang. Do you remember I said, what's the tea? Like, there's good tea. It means gossip, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I'd, this is one that that, uh, that he overheard. On lunchtime duty, I'll keep an eye on the kids playing football. Fair few of them are Brentford fans, but mostly Chelsea and Liverpool. At one point the other week, one of the year seven kids came flying in for a tackle and screamed, Brexit, as he swung his leg at his pal, completely missing <laughs> the ball. Uh, and he had, to, he had to blow the whistle because he was laughing so much. They probably heard someone referring to Brexit football, which is for anyone who knows Sean Dyche, uh, the Burnley manager, it's like booting people up in the air. <laughs> Brexit football. Uh, and 
as a half Chinese Brit can confirm that where are you really from question, they get that a lot, which is fucking sad and people should stop doing so, it. Sorry, what is Brexit? Football? Brexit boys just booting people up in the air. It's like old school British style football. Right. Just boot people. So Brexit. This kid just shouted. Booting Brexit. people up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I still don't understand what you're talking about. What does that mean? All right. Well, if we ever play football, I'll show you some Brexit <laughs> football. All right. I don't want you to fucking boot me up in the air. <laughs> exactly. So you can painful. guess what it is. Exactly. So that's Brexit football. Is it's, it's very what, physical. High tackles? Yeah, what booting them right about? up in the air, just fucking clobbering people. <laughs> booting them up in the air. That doesn't seem like that's allowed. That it's not allowed. That that's what makes it Brexit football. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, right, okay. That, that's all the so, emails for this week. Nice. Thank fuck. Done it. We emptied the bag. The, <laughs> the sack has has been voided. Well, don't it's either been read or Brexit discarded. To me, right. I don't want to. Don't send that in an email. What do we want in emails? Let's just let's just put some ground. We rules want down. more emails like the woman who decided to get pegs. <sighs> that that was great. Interesting I, facts. Give me some. She didn't decide to. She just liked the idea. She was tickled by the idea. She's not gonna gone out and got the, the pegs. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> it's, she's not pegging it's it nice up. Nice to think that maybe she's she not might. bought a boat and a fucking pirate hat. She's not got a parrot. She's not gone like. She's not. I think that's. I think you're border, bordering rudeness now. Actually, I'm not. I wasn't <laughs> she's just, insinuating she just that she's it would be fun. becoming a stereotypical pirate in the process. I just thought it was. I just, I just thought the whole interaction was was. Was sweet. I think you just need to lean into the things that you like. Jim Chihuly, he'd make a good um, pirate because <laughs> he's got the eye patch. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Jam Gil Hooley, surely. Was what other jam, pirates jam are, jam are, are are jamming glass artworks up their ass though? As like their as their mo? None, I would say. Well, they've all got some weird shit That's going true. on, you know. True. Uh, so what what pirate. I think we would like to see from future emails, if I may, gentlemen, is. The sort of concise brevity that we saw in some of the emails this week, or it better if it's going to be long. You just don't have time no, to it, filter it, no, dude, them out. No, dude. Literally nine paragraphs about radiation. Do you want me to read that out? Would no. that be entertaining for the viewers and listeners? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I'm that that would be no. very boring. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and make that so funny. Whilst just they <laughs> get it, and these guys are incredibly clever, and thank you. The one that we had from the lad at CERN, where he just said there were pigeons in the loop. That's more interesting to me. That's going to get yes. it out. I like I like loose anecdotes from listeners that have no that sound real. Simple right. things um, that I can understand, basically. Teeth getting knocked out of Disney World and people zooming in to cover it and up. And a pigeon, uh, and a pigeon uh, existing alongside some very technical shizzle whistle. Also interesting. Yeah. Uh, lad, I want to hear like, interesting shit with pictures. I want to hear interesting, interesting rumors and shit from your work and like weird We want to know what the tea is. You guys would know about. Give us the tea. Also, like I want enough yeah. about the strippers. Everybody sent me their stripper stories. I had a couple of interesting ones from from women Everyone's who were got actually some strippers. That was interesting, but a lot of these stripper stories are very long stories. and inappropriate, so they ain't getting read out. What do you mean there? What's wrong with that? Which is, well, no one's no one minds. If no, they, they're inappro super inappropriate. Like how inappropriate? Well, too inappropriate for this podcast. Too hot, how too hot for the triforce. If you could we, we've never had a line, have we before? With the we have to have a tri triforce after dark um, <laughs> to save all those inappropriate stripper stories. We'll do one. We a talk one -off about people special. like drowning in cum. It's like how yeah, bad is it? it? It's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> okay, well, I did. I, I, I'm fascinated to know what what they are. Just now. too sexy. I'll, Just way you know too I mean? sexy. Too, oh, no. You might get yeah, too excited right. merely listening too, to it. Too hot for for. It's like the articles listening. in Playboy, you know. When they, also remember, our listeners his, in the main are doing something very boring. His rock hard throbbing love pump. Exactly. We don't her. want to put that in their yeah. brain. 
now they're trying oh, to I see scrub the, a the floor. The guy cleaning the ship doesn't want to have right. like a raging boner. Exactly. Right. Because it's too hot. Too hot to trot. Maybe. Okay. Well, well that makes sense. I, I didn't consider that um, as a concern I'm, for our This for is our why audience, I'm but, the yeah. editor of the mailbag, because I understand what I'm doing. No, you're the most senior member of the Trifles team. I'm just happy um, to make that call. He's, he's our own the mail marshal. The maestro of mail. <laughs> Uh, the master of mail, <laughs> the um, the purveyor of post, the um, <laughs> the leader of the letter. Uh, we gotta think up some more names for you, Flax. This is such a good role for you. Oh, you I did a role. Really, the hag with great. the bag. The hag with the bag. Right. That's right. The um, the penis with the package. Okay. The... Well, anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This was a quote-unquote bonus episode, so enjoy. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Bye. Well, see you next time, I guess. And yeah. um, stay Keep those emails coming in. Frosty. Take your chances. Roll the dice. You never know. It might be nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.